Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us again this Sunday morning. Our Lord is good. Why not say, my God is good? It's a beautiful Sunday morning. And on behalf of the uh, leadership of the church, we want to welcome you to, to the church this morning. Uh, we hope that this month has been wonderful for you. God has been faithful. Uh, despite the season that we are all in, God has been faithful. And we can see the hand of God at work in our life. Hallelujah. Um, it's an honor and a privilege to bring the word this morning. I just want to thank our pastor and the leadership of the church uh, for the privilege to stand here to bring God's word to us. And it's my prayer that the word of the Lord will bless us this morning. The word of the Lord will bring life. The word of the Lord will bring nourishment to our soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Why not bow your head with me even as we pray this morning? Uh, Father, we thank you for the privilege, O oh God, to be counted among the living. We thank you, Lord, for your power that daily is at work in our life. We thank you, Lord. The Bible says the entrance of your word, it brings life, it brings light, it brings understanding to the simple. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you open our heart this morning to receive your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, we destroy every seed, every mindset of over-familiarity with your word in the name of Jesus. But Lord, let your word empower us. Let your word, O oh God, give us new direction. Let your word give us new light and new life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bring myself before you, O oh God, that, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, you will speak through me. Use me this morning as a vessel that your name will be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Yeah, the place of victory, we normally have a focus for the month. And this month, it's our month of favor. My month of favor. Your month of favor. Our month of God's divine favor. And in the course of the month, by the grace of God, uh, God has used our pastor um, in the first two weeks to bring the word. And last Sunday, we had uh, a fantastic word from uh, Dr. Shola. Um, in the first week, our pastor started taking us through this series of finding God's favor, even in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the pandemic. And on the second Sunday, we saw the mechanics of favor. And if there is a key take home from that sermon is the favor of the Lord will color our effort and cover our error. And I pray that that will be a portion in the name of Jesus. And last Sunday, we heard about peace in the midst of the storm. Peace in the midst of the storm. And the anchor scripture that we've been uh, looking at throughout the month is Psalm 102 verse 13. The Bible says, God speaking, he said, God will arise and have mercy on Zion. He said, for the time to favor her has come. Yes, this is the set time. This is your set time. And I pray that you and I will experience the favor of God in the name of Jesus. Why not shout a big amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And this morning, by the grace of God, I want to speak on a topic grow into God's favor. Grow into favor. Hallelujah. Grow into favor. 
the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says God has given us all things that we need to live a godly life through the power of God that works in us. And this morning, by the grace of God, I want us to look favor from the aspect of growth. Hallelujah. God has given you favor. God has given me favor. God has given us everything that we need to live a fruitful life. God has provided the means for us, but God also wants us to grow. He doesn't want us to remain in one position. He doesn't want us to just be static. He doesn't just want us to be idle. God wants us to grow. He wants us to increase. He wants us to be productive. And for those of us that, um, that know a bit about agriculture, there's a beauty about a seed. Today is a seed. Tomorrow is a plant. Today is a seed. Tomorrow is a mighty, mighty tree. That is a power of growth. The seed in itself, left alone, left in the cupboard, left in the shelf, then nothing is going to happen. But the seed planted on the ground, the seed through nourishment, the seed through cultivation, through daily exposure to light begins to grow. And gradually it grows and grows and grows unto full maturity. And that is a will of God for you and I, that we should grow, we should grow into full maturity. That God has provided the means for us, but he wants us to put it to work. He wants us to daily stretch ourselves beyond the status quo, beyond the limit that men might have set for us and continue to grow. And the truth of the matter is, do not just go through the pandemic without growing through the pandemic. Hallelujah. Do not just go through those bad times, those horrible times, without growing, without learning through it. Like we heard in the course of the last three Sundays, it is favor. God's unmerited favor. There is nothing that we have done to deserve it. There is nothing that we have done to warrant it, but God gives it to us anyway. And as we read the scripture from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18a, the Bible says, it's about grow in grace. Grow in this unmerited favor. Grow in this spiritual strength. And as a matter of fact, things happen and develop over time. Hallelujah. Things happen and develop over time. Today, you have a little child in your hand. Tomorrow, that child is a boy. Next day, he's a man with his own family. Things happen over time. And everything that we may be going through, it is God's own grooming process. He wants to groom us. Even in the little things that we may have, he wants to groom us into full maturity. And when you read the book of John chapter 1 verse 16, the Bible says of his fullness, you and I, we have received grace for grace. I like the good news translation. He said, out of the fullness of his grace, he has blessed us all, giving us one blessing after another. Grace for grace. One grace opens the door for another. As a matter of fact, the blessings of God, the favor of God, they happen in chain reaction. They happen in cascade. As you open one door of favor in faith, 
it opens a door for another door for another door and it gets big, bigger it gets better hallelujah but you have to take that step and open that first door he may look small he may look unwarranted he may look like nothing but god wants you to grow in that provision all you may have today may just be a seed all you may have today may just be a penny, but God wants you to grow with that seed in your hand. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. The favor of the Lord enables us to do that which we couldn't do on our own strength. The favor of the Lord brings his divine purpose upon our life. The favor of the Lord empowers us to be vessels, to be instruments in the actualization in the fulfillment of God's agenda on earth. And I have a note here and I say, when God favors us, most times, it's not really about us, but it is about God's purpose on earth. The Bible says many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that, that, that prevails. God wants to do mighty things through you. God wants to do mighty things through me. And that is why he has bestowed upon us his divine favor, his divine power. Like Joseph in Genesis 45 verse 7, he said, The Lord preserved my life for a time as this, so that I will be a light, I will be a source of hope to many. Esther was told in Esther chapter 4 verse 14, he said, God positioned you in a place and in a time like this just for this purpose. The reason why you, you, you see a lot of blessings around you. The reason why it looks as if every door you touch opens. The reason why it looks as if before you even think of an application, favor already locates you and give you that job and give you that grace is because God is planting you in that office, in that role to be a blessing and to fulfill the heavenly agenda here on earth. We must understand the purpose of favor. We must understand the essence of favor. Because the reason why God is good and we always continue to be good is because he wants to use you. He wants to use that that is in your hand to fulfill his purpose on earth. He wants you to be a light and a source to the earth and be a light indeed and be a source indeed. But he wants us to grow into maturity. He wants us to keep growing as a matter of fact, the day you stop growing, that day you start dying. The day you feel as if, I think, I have it all. That day you start retarding. That day you start going backward. God, he's so committed. He's moving us to a higher level. You might feel, I've seen it all. No, you haven't seen it all. If today is good, God wants to take you to better. If tomorrow is better, God have another level for you. He wants to take you to best. And if the day after yesterday or the day after tomorrow looks like the best, there is a better best. Hallelujah. There is a better, better, better best. So do not settle for the now. Continue growing. Continue desiring for more. Continue desiring for more grace. Continue desiring God to touch you more and expand you more. Because God is limitless. So do not limit God. God is able exceedingly to do above all that we can ask or imagine. 
And he wants to expand you. He wants to expand that family. He wants to expand that that is in your hand. All you need to do this morning is to key into it. And as we do, God will bless us richly in Jesus' name. While people don't grow, I have come to realize that there is a greater fear that is out there. People are scared of a spider. People are scared of the wind. People are scared of, of what? Of the summer, of the winter. But why do people, why is it that people seem not to grow? I have come to realize, and I, and I conned it, FOMO, F-O-M-O, the fear of missing out. Hallelujah. The fear of missing out. I am so intrigued about how the stock market works. And the reason why people go into bad trades, the reason why people buy the wrong stock, the reason why people go into wrong investment is because there is that always that fear that they are missing out on something. And as a result of that, they want to belong. People feel that, oh, I am missing out on social media. So I have to say something. I have to put something out there. I am missing out. Ah, all my friends are going to the club. They are partying. I have to belong. That is popular doesn't make it right. That is popular doesn't mean that is God's calling and God's agenda for you. The fear of missing out. The fear of missing out of your comfort zone. If I step out into growth, I may miss out on these that have always been. And God is saying, trust me and step out of that comfort zone. Hallelujah. And I like the prayer of Bishop David Oyedepo. And he said, what God cannot do for me, let it remain undone. Hallelujah. Wherever God cannot take me, may I never get there. Whatever God cannot give me, may I never have. I have a better acronym for us. I call it J-O-G-I-F. And what is that? The joy of growing into favor. Rather than living fear, Paul said to Timothy, God has not given us the spirit of fear. But see growth as a joyful thing. Hallelujah. Be joyful to grow. Not just growing, but growing into everything that God has made available. Remember, 2 Peter 1 verse 3 said, God has given us everything. The truth of the matter is, God will provide the fish, but you must do the fishing. Hallelujah. God has provided the resources, but you must engage with the resources. God has provided the doors, but you must do the opening. The joy of growing. Continue to grow. What is it that God has placed in your hand? Are you growing? Is a question that I'm asking of this morning. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. How do we grow? Look for the supernatural in everyday life. Hallelujah. Look for the supernatural in everyday life. The scripture said um, in Mark chapter 4, verse 26 to 28, it said a man went out of the field and he spread seeds. Night and day, whether this man is asleep or this man is, is awake, the seed continue to grow. Grace, God's favor, finds goodness in everything. God's favor finds beauty in everything. God's favor makes beautiful, makes beauty out of ugly situation. 
We must continue to see the hand of God, even in the little things. We must continue to see the hand of the Lord, even in the big things. That is how we grow. That is how we grow in God. See God's hand in everything that is around you. I want us to read 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18 to 19. And in the meantime, the boy Samuel continued to serve the Lord, wearing a sacred linen apron. Verse 19. Each year, his mother will make a little robe and take it to him when she accompanied her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Now, when I read this for the first time, there were a few things in this scripture that doesn't make sense. Every year, Hannah will make a little robe and take it with him to Samuel. To put it in perspective, for those who are students in the in, in, ones in the United Kingdom, you have parents in Nigeria, in Africa. Every year, they visit Swansea and they come with a little robe. The question I ask myself is, how is Anna able to know the exact, exact size of Samuel? How is she able to know if Samuel hasn't grown too big or too tall or too slim? How is the coat able to fit Samuel? And it dawned on me that whenever Anna sits down to make this robe, she doesn't make the exact size. Hallelujah. You may say she always made the oversize. Extra, extra large. And as she's handing it to somewhere, you would have expected somewhere to say, Mom, ah, I am bigger than this coat, or this coat is bigger than me. But Hannah is saying, Son, I know it is intentional. The reason why it looks as if this coat is bigger than you is because I want you to grow into it. Hallelujah. The reason why it looks as if this favor looks big. You find yourself in the office and you say, this role is, uh, uh, is, is bigger than me. This family, how am I able to cope? The Bible says the blessings of the Lord make it rich. God never make mistake. It may look as if it's bigger than you. The reason why it's bigger than you is because God wants you to grow into it. Hallelujah. The reason why it looks as if it is extra, extra large is because God wants you to grow your faith. Hallelujah. Grow your mindset. Grow your perspective. Grow into that coat. Grow into that level. Perhaps you have a responsibility, even as a family. Grow into that role. In the place of work, grow into that role. In your Christian work, grow into that role. God always gives you favor in extra, extra large. You may be small, you may be large, you may be extra large, but God always brings it a size higher than where you are. Why? Because he wants you to grow. He doesn't want you to remain in that location, in that position. He wants you to grow into that coat and grow into that favor. No wonder, when you go down in the later verse of that same first Samuel, the Bible says, and this boy, he grew and was strong. He found favor with God and with men. Despite the pandemic, despite the challenges, he was growing. And God's trust to us is that we grow. We grow. Verse 26 of that said, Samuel continued to grow. Similarly, Luke chapter 2, verse 52, Jesus continued to grow. He continued to grow, both in body and in wisdom, gaining favor with God and people. Permit me to ask this morning, brothers and sisters, what is your growth plan? 
Do you have a plan for growth? That which God has presented in your hand, that which God has placed in your hands, do you have a clear plan for growth? Or are you just going through the motion? Is there a plan for that family to grow? Is there a plan for those children that God has given to you? Is there a growth plan? Perhaps you are a student and you find yourself in a degree program. Do you have a, a plan for growth? What is a growth plan for the next one year? What is a growth plan for the next two years? You know, when you want to buy a stock, you want to buy into a company, one of the indicative factors, you look at the growth plan of that company. Are they investing more into that company? Is there a future plan for the next 10 years, for the next 15 years? What is a growth plan for your life? What is a growth plan for your Christian life? What is a growth plan for your future, for your career? Do you want to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result? No. Have a clear plan and begin to act upon it. Growing in God's favor. And I have a note here. Growth has a way of telling us that there is still room to grow. Hallelujah. You grow to a level and there is need for you to grow more. You grow to a level and there is need for you to grow even a bit more. Growth never ends. Growth never ceases. We grow and continue to grow and continue to grow. Do not go through the pandemic without growing through the pandemic. Because God has better plans for us. He has better agenda for our life. But we have to step out and have a clear plan to always want to grow. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Age is automatic, but growth is intentional. Age is automatic. Once a child, a boy, once a child, now a girl, now a youth, an adult, a man, a woman, we all grow old. But are we growing? Growth has to be intentional. Growth has to be intentional. You have to be intentional about your growth. You have to be intentional and be passionate to want it to grow. Because every challenge that you face, every lesson that you learn, every event that happens in your life will prepare you for even something bigger. But you must learn to grow no matter what. In having or in not having, in abundance or in little, in storm, in rain, in summer, in winter, have an attitude of growth. Have a posture of growth. A posture of growth doesn't have an expiring date. Have a posture for growth. You can grow. Whether you are a boy, you can't be too young to grow. Neither can you be too old to grow. God has provided the means, but we must grow into it. And I pray that the Lord will help us this morning in the name of Jesus. As we look at Luke chapter 2, verse 46 to 49, we look at Jesus, our Savior. He had a strategy for growth. Jesus had a practice for growth. As a matter of fact, when you dig even deeper into the life of Jesus, the first time we heard about Jesus in the New Testament was when the angel came as a promise of this child. The next time we heard about Jesus is a baby on a manger. The next time we heard about Jesus is Jesus taken to the temple 
And the next time you heard about him was Jesus at age 12 in Luke chapter 2. And the Bible says his parents, they were looking for him. Where has he gone? And the Bible says finally they found him in the temple. Ah, not in the club. No, not in the street. No, Jesus was in the temple. Not just in the temple, sitting down. He was in the temple, sitting with the scholars and the scientists and the wise people and the teachers. He wasn't just sitting down and looking. No, he was asking deep questions and he was listening. And the mother said, son, ah, why did you do this to us? He said, don't you know that I must go about my father's business? And in that passage, we can see four P's for growth that Jesus adopted. One, Jesus had a place to grow, the temple. Perhaps the reason why we are not growing is because we haven't changed our environment. We are still in the same place, the same environment that is so toxic, that is polluting our mindset and our life. For Jesus, he had a place to grow. And for him, it's the temple. It's the temple where there is life. In the temple where the presence of God is. He had a place to grow. Do you have a place to grow? Is your place to grow out there or in the presence of God? The temple. The presence of God. The assembly of the believers. Continue to grow. Jesus had people to grow. The teachers. He was learning. He had the teachers. He had the mentors. Have you outgrown yourself that you can't sit under the leadership or the mentorship of the people that God has placed in your life? For Jesus, even though he will become the savior of the world, even though he was God, he was still able to humble himself. To learn from the teachers. And as a matter of fact, the ministry of Jesus started at age 30. We heard about him in Luke chapter 2 at age 12. But there were some hidden years because the next time we hear about Jesus was at age 30. It means that there were 18 years between age 12 and age 30 that was hidden. What was he doing in that time? Jesus was learning, he was growing. He was asking questions. I'm going to lead people. I'm going to have disciples of my own. But I have to learn. Hidden years was made for growth. Perhaps you are not in the limelight. Perhaps you are not up out there in the open. But spend those years to grow. Because the years that is spent hidden, growing, will become so useful when you come to the public. Because there is so many things we can learn. Even while it looks as if nobody is looking at us. Even while it looks as if we are just a side note. But God has a bigger plan for our life. Jesus had a process to grow. The Bible says he was asking questions. Deep questions. He was listening to people. He was learning. Listening to people asking questions. Perhaps the reason why we are not growing is because we are not asking the right questions. Perhaps the reason why we are not growing is because we are not honest about ourselves enough to ask the right question. And when it comes to growth, most times the mentality is, I want to outgrown my friends. I want to grow enough so that I do better than my predecessors. I want to do better than my contemporaries. That is not the right mindset for growth. The greatest indicator for growth 
is to perform yourself. Do better than yourself yesterday. Do better than yourself today, tomorrow. Let the, the you of tomorrow be better than the you of today. Hallelujah. Every step you take should be a forward step. Perhaps you sang yesterday, do it better. Perhaps you preached yesterday, preach it better. God wants you to do better. That should be your indicating factor if you are growing. Perhaps in that family, in that job, in that which God has planted in your hand, in the span of two months, in the frame of three months, have you grown? Are the people, the children, under your mentorship, under your leadership, are they growing? Because God wants you to grow. Growth has to be consistent. Growth has to be progressive. No matter how small, even though you have to take a slower step, but have a strategy for growth and continue to grow. And continue to inspire the people under your tutelage to grow. Jesus had a process to grow. And finally, Jesus had a purpose of growth. What is your motivation for growth? For Jesus, it's about the father's business. I have to do the father's business. Do you have a father's business in your hand? Each and every one of us, the Bible says, he has redeemed us from darkness into light that we may show the presence of God. The reason why we are here is for us to please God and fulfill his agenda here on earth. That should be enough trigger. That should be enough motivation for growth. Even as I begin to conclude, growth, grow into his favor. Number one I have here, take daily progressive step in faith. How do you do that? Be aware of the presence of God, of the promise of God, and always believe in him for greater. Like I always say, everywhere you step your feet upon as a child of God, it should be the presence of God. The presence of the Lord should be with you everywhere you go. Be aware of the hand of God in operation in your life. The reason why it looks as if God is not working, even though God continues to walk, God does not go to sleep. The Bible says he neither sleep nor slumber. God is always at work. The reason why it seems as if God is not at work is because our eyes, we refuse to open our eyes to see God walking. See God's hand in operation, even in the little things. See God's presence at work and take hold of his promises. And don't just customize God. Don't just constrain God for the, for, 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 for the limitations. No. Believe that God is able to do. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly and above. Is able to do more. Perhaps you're on a salary scale. God is able to do more. Hallelujah. Perhaps you, 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 are, you have a business of your own. God is able to do more. Perhaps you are just a young Christian in the faith. God is able to do greater things in your life and through you. Believe him to do greater. Believe him to do more because he is able to do more. Believe him to do more for that family. Perhaps you are struggling with your health. Believe God to do more. Because that is an evidence of growth. Greater is an evidence of growth. Believe God to do more. And I have here, know your role. Know your calling. The role that God has given to us is commensurate with the grace and favor he has given to us. Everything that God has given to you, he gives you a grace and favor to go with it. 
God does not send you on an errand without giving you the means and the provision to fulfill and execute that assignment. That which favor provides, favor will preserve. If favor has brought you this far, favor will sustain you. And favor will take you to a greater height. In the name of Jesus. That which favor bets, favor will sustain. Favor will provide. And favor will empower. Father, we thank you. And I want to conclude by reading two quotes. Two quotes. And I think this sum up God's word to us this morning, even as we conclude. The first quote, one can choose to go backward towards safety, towards a fear of missing out, towards former, or forward towards growth, towards the joy of growing into favor. Growth must be chosen again and again and again and again, no matter how small. We must continue to grow. Every second and every day, we must continue to take smaller steps for growth. Every area of our life, spiritual, physical, financially, in our health, in our lifestyle, in the choices that we make in life, growth must be consistent. Fear must be overcome again and again and again. It's not the will of God for us to live in fear. We must continue to grow. And lastly, live your life with purpose. Focus on your blessings, not your misfortunes. Focus on your strength, not your weaknesses. Be yourself and don't wait for the approval of others. But most importantly, have a positive and a humble mindset, no matter what situation you are in. Count your blessings, not your problems. And you will realize how beautiful your life truly is. Hallelujah. Why not bow your head with me even as we pray this morning? I don't know about you. But God wants us to grow. We have dwelt too long in that mountain, going about. We've become too casual with that which God has placed in our hands. We've become so nonchalant, but God wants us to grow. The children, the family that God has given to us. Do you have a growth plan? Do you have a growth plan for your finances? Do you have a growth plan for your health? Do you have a growth plan for your career? Do you have a growth plan for your Christian life? Father, we thank you. We thank you for this world that you've brought our way this morning. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Help us to grow because we want to grow. We want to grow like somewhere into that favor. It may look bigger at the minute, but give us the power and the empowerment to grow into it. So that we may fulfill your purpose on earth in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we glorify your name. Perhaps you are joining us this morning and you haven't received the Lord as, as your Lord and personal Savior. Why not say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I surrender my life to you and help me to grow in this Christian faith. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm pleased to enjoy the rest of the service and God bless you richly. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.